Chapter 13 of History of England in Words of One Syllable. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. History of England in Words of One Syllable by Helen W. Pearson. Chapter 13 The War of the Roses. Henry the Sixth of Windsor grew to be a weak man who had no strength of will. His wife, Margaret of Anjou, who was fierce and bold, had things for the most part her way. The king was good and mild, and would read and pray and praise God all the time while his queen rode roughshod, as it were, through the realm. He did one good thing for his land. He built Eton College, a grand school which has done much for the minds of some of England's best men. In the meantime, the folks grew to hate and fear the queen, for they saw that her foes were put to death in all sorts of ways. At last they thought it would be best to take the crown from this weak king, who was so ill at times that he did not speak for days. The one they thought of for king was the Duke of York. It is said some of the chief lords spoke of this one day as they took a walk in some grounds, and one of them took the king's part. He said that though the king was weak, his son Edward might be wise, and that for his part he and his house would fight for King Henry. Then he told all who were of the same mind to do as he did, and pluck a red rose and wear it in their caps, to show that they meant to fight for the house of Lancaster. Each of the lords who were for the Duke of York took a white rose, and put in his cap to show that they would be true to the house of York. And so, for a score and a half of years, there was a sad war in England, which took the name of the War of the Roses. The first fight was at St. Albans, and those for York won. Then there was peace for a few years, and the Duke of York had the rule. But the Queen found means to come back to England, and to get a great force with which she fought the Duke's troops more than once, and at last beat them. She cut off the Duke of York's head, and stuck a mock crown on it, and put it on one of the gates of York. Then a young son of the Duke met his death at the hands of one of Margaret's friends in such a way that the English grew to hate her still more, for they felt she had a hard, bad heart, and crowds of them left her and went on the side of the house of York, and they made the dead Duke's son Edward king, so that for ten years there were two kings in England, though one was poor Henry, who had lost his wits by this time. Poor England was torn by wars from time to time, and no one felt safe, for laws were not kept. At one time, King Henry had to hide in Scotland in woods and caves where he could not get food and was like to die. Queen Margaret got more troops, but the Yorkists beat her at Hexham and sent the king to the tower. The queen and the young prince got off to the woods. There they fell in the hands of thieves who took the queen's rings and rich gems, and then fought for who should have the most. While they fought, the queen stole off with her child by the hand, but they met a new foe. The queen fell on her knees and told this man that this boy was the son of his king. The man took them in his care, got them some food, and found a way for them to get to the sea, where they took a ship for Flanders. But though the queen was gone and Henry in the tower, there was no peace for England, for those of the king's own house now set to work to stir up strife. 
these were the duke of clarence and richard duke of gloucester then there was the earl of warwick who fought now on this side now on that so that he got the name of kingmaker once he brought poor henry out and put him on the throne and edward had to fly then edward came back and warwick was slain in the battle at barnet and henry was sent back to the tower queen margaret came once more with her young son and all the force she could get and there was a fight at tewkesbury there the queen and young prince edward fell into the hands of the fierce duke of york he said to the boy how didst thou dare come to england i came to try and get back the crown for king henry said the youth king edward struck him in the face and at that sign clarence and gloucester put an end to the poor boy's life then king edward sent the queen to the tower and at last the french king paid a large sum to have her set free henry was found dead one day in his cell at the tower and it was thought he had been put to death so as all his foes were slain king edward spent his time in feasts the duke of clarence who did not like the queen or her kin was sent to the tower the near ties of blood did not make edward spare him and he was put to death but the king did not live long to taste the joys of peace there is not much good to be said of him save that he had a fine face and form and was brave but he was fierce to his foes and and self was his god he did not care for the folks of his land yet it was in this reign that books and print were first brought into england the art had been found out in germany but no one had set up a press in england till one caxton put one up in london in this reign too small guns were made that each man could bear in his arms so that there was a great change in the mode of war king edward did not live to see much of these things for his feasts had done so much harm to his health that his life came to an end ere he was an old man king edward left two sons who were boys at the time of his death the first-born whose name was edward was sent for at once now richard duke of gloucester of whom you have heard who was known as crookback from his odd form had a wish to have the crown but there were lords in england who had made up their mind that this should not be so when the young prince was brought to london he was put in the tower to keep him safe as the duke said they did their best to watch him and keep him from harm but richard of gloucester was full of art he made out in some way to get the young duke of york in his hands too and lodge him in the tower with the young king then he had all the lords and friends of the two boys meet him there as he said he would like to talk of the time when the crown might be set on the head of the young king in the face of all the folks of the land when he met the lords he came in a rage and said he had heard of plans to put him to death with some drug with a glance at lord hastings one of young edward's best friends he said in a fierce way what should be done with those who make such plans they should fare ill said hastings if they had done so if dost thou speak to me with ifs said gloucester with a roar why st paul i will not dine till thy head is off as soon as he had said this he struck his hand on the board and some men in arms came in he made a sign that they should take hastings and they took him out into the court then they laid him down with his neck on a log of wood and cut off his head 
richard went on from this time to put to death more of the young king's friends and the next thing he did was to get the folks to make him king as he knew he had no right to the throne he did not feel at ease till he had made way with the real heirs in the tower there was a good man in charge of the tower whose name was sir robert brackenbury and it was found that no harm could come to the boys while he was there so he was sent out of the way then one of gloucester's tools by the name of tyrell was sent to take his place he got two men to go into the boys room while they slept and make an end of them then they took them down a back stairs and put them in a chest in a great hole and threw a heap of stones on them in the course of years some men who were at work there found their bones in that place in the chest then they were put in an urn and laid in the tombs of kings at westminster abbey richard duke of gloucester was made king by the name of richard the third he made some good laws and sought to gain the english heart but they could not like a base man his reign was short and full of strife first there was the duke of buckingham who got some troops to help him make war on richard but he lost his head then there was a man who was so near kin to richard whose name was henry tudor earl of richmond richard did not love the earl of richmond as he knew some thought he ought to be king richmond wrote to his friends there if they would help him he would come and bring golden men and england might get rid of her bad king some of the best men in the land said they would join him so richmond came and found men at the shore to greet him with joy richard was brave though he was so base so he met richmond at a place by the name of bosworth field and there was a great fight richard was slain and his men fled from the field his crown was found on the ground and it was set on the head of henry tudor this fight put an end to the war of the roses henry tudor was soon wed to elizabeth the child of edward the fourth and so the white rose and the red rose were made to blend the king took for his badge a great rose half red half white you may see it now cut in the stone that marks his tomb in westminster henry the seventh was a stiff cold man who though fond of show was mean in his ways the english had small love for him but they were worn out with war it was said that he was not kind to his wife there were two young men who set up claims to the throne in this reign the first said he was the son of the duke of clarence who had been put to death in the tower he found men to fight with him but he lost the day at stoke and was thrown in jail his real name was lambert and as the king found him to be a poor weak lad who had been made a tool in the hands of bad men he took him and kept him to train his hawks the next fraud was by a young man who said he was the duke of york and that he had got off from the tower when the young king edward was slain he too found men to take his part and the king of scotland put such faith in his tale that he gave him a sweet young girl one of his own kin for his wife this man perkin warbeck by name took up his march with his troops through england and did much harm ere henry could drive him out at last the king took him and he was hung at tyneburn henry sent for the wife of this man and took her to his queen who was kind to her and kept her at the court 
there was peace in england for years and the young men had time to read books which were by that time in print and learn things of use to them in this reign men first found their way to america they told of the new land the strange trees and birds and beasts and they brought some of the new things with them to show in their homes though henry the seventh was a mean man he spent much gold in right ways he brought men from italy who could paint and carve in stone and their works were bought for each grand place that he built he did much too for trade yet the english did not mourn his death End of chapter 13